Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the Vex Offensive. I want to give my thoughts on the brand new event that came to Destiny after the raid went live. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. Say no to rage.com. I'm usually live when these go live, uh, hit the feeds. So if you want to come in and watch the stream live, say no to rage.com. We'll bring you right to my channel. So I want to talk about Vex Offensive. And, and one of the reasons I want to talk about this is because we weren't really getting the full breadth of the game just yet. I mean, even today, as I'm recording this, they just put out a hot fix and reset happened and there's a new difficulty in Nightmare Hunts. There's a lot of content that we haven't even sort of taken part in. And this is one of the pieces that we were kind of curious about. It's seasonal. It's expiring at the end. I told people it was probably going to be pretty meat and potatoes, pretty basic. So when they take it away, we won't be too sad. And I think it's well in that lane. So first I want to talk about Ikora. Uh, They use Ikora for the Vex Offensive. She's the NPC that's at the heart of it. Then I want to talk about the actual activity. And then I want to talk about the loot drop at the end. The end's going to be the really, really important part because there are people saying things about loot drop and they need to stop. Okay, so first let's just talk about Ikora. I was immediately thrilled to see the Ada frame system evolve into Ikora's inventory. You guys, if you watch my channel, if you watch my videos, if you're here on the stream live or you listen to the audio versions, you know I have been screaming from the rooftops, give us more Ada frames. Give us that intentional grind. Give us that ability to go in and pick a weapon and chase it over and over and over again. The Ada frames were one of the best things to come to Destiny in the history of the franchise. Those frames are perfect. Well, not perfect, but they're exactly the right spirit of what we want. And Eris actually... Um, I'm sorry, Ikora actually takes it even further and makes it better because there's less trips to the tower. What I typically do is I grab all four weapons and then I grab all of her bounties. Now, her bounties are getting a little too generous because they're resetting and they shouldn't. uh, So you're able to grab like weeklies and dailies more often than you're not. But don't worry. She's got the repeat bounties. You can always grab those. You grab all those things. I highly recommend going and doing Vex Invasions on the moon because you can kill Vex that entire time with the four weapon types, the hand cannon, a submachine gun, a scout, and a pulse, rack up all the kills, and get the frames completed. And then you're also getting currency to rebuy the frames later while doing Vex Invasions on the moon. Then you go into the Vex Offensive run it. It's pretty quick. It's pretty fast. You're getting potential weapon drops while you're doing invasions. You're also getting potential weapon drops while you're doing the offensive from each of the checkpoints. And then when it ends, you get all four weapons. And then you run it again. The only thing I wish they changed a little bit was it throws you right back into matchmaking if you have six people. You gotta be pretty quick at the end. Like, grab your loot. Don't check it. Just take your team to the tower or to orbit. uh, Because you do need to take another trip to Ikora. So they cut down on how many trips you actually have to go to the NPC. Because with Ada, you grab it, fill it, grab it again, and then go back to the forges. This is literally grab it, fill it, and then go run the activity. So they've streamlined it. And I'm actually okay with going back to Ikora because you can stack up on bounties again. Her bounties are going to reward you with the currency. It's a very, very good synergistic and harmonious system. You're constantly interacting with her, and it's really, really awesome. I like the way that they did it. Now, I still kind of think, though, if you just wanted to grab a bunch of those Vex Mine components, and instead of going back to her, you could charge up the quest again, that would be nice. But again, going back and grabbing the bounties makes it a little less painful, because having those in your inventory is really helpful. XP for the Season Pass, XP for your artifact, and then also getting the currency to buy more. Now let's talk about the activity. This is where we're getting a lot of mixed feedback from people, and I think 
a lot of folks need to remember the role of Vex Offensive is not meant to be end game content. It is not meant to be difficult or challenging. It's meant to be quick. It's not too. It's not hard. It's fun. It's high action. It's a six man match made activity. So it's kind of like Menagerie to, turned into a couple encounters in two different spots, and it's fast and it's quick. And I think that's a really, really good thing. So I I think this is exactly what we hoped it would be. When it goes away, you're not going to miss the activity. Now, you might miss the loot drop generosity, which we're going to talk about in a minute. But I don't necessarily think you're going to miss the activity in and of itself. You're basically just wiping ads. And then there's one where you like wipe the ads and kill the crystals. And then you fight the boss. It's pretty straightforward. I love the environment, the, the, the lush environment with the leaves and the green and the Vex structures. It's such a great juxtaposition as far as having different design elements in an area. So I really, really like the environment. But I don't think when they take Vex Offensive away next season, we're going to be like, oh man, we miss it so much. We're going to miss it for different reasons. And my hope would be this style of activity, this style of the frames that, you know, Ikora and the style of Loot Generosity would continue every season. This is meant to couple with the season pass and the, the daily the daily grind. And I think they did a really, really good job. Another thing about the activity that I think people are forgetting is that this is meant to be sort of the entry point into chasing loot for people. It kind of gets them hooked. They're they're getting a picture into what's it like. I had somebody last night while we were doing the Rage's Roundtable in chat. His name is Brody and he was like, as a casual player, I finally have a chance to chase god rolls. Like you can chase, there's four weapons that you can chase. Now, as far as chasing god rolls, I have a little bit of pushback on Bungie's implementation of the artifact. I'm going to have a separate video on the artifact, but two of the four weapons from Vex Offensive are a Scout and a Pulse, and they cannot use any of the mods from the Artifact, which doesn't seem very logical to me. The mods relevant to the activity of Vex Offensive can't even be applied to the guns you get from Vex Offensive, and I think that needs to change. Now, I don't know if Bungie is wanting us to pivot weapons each season, but I think it's a mistake to say, hey, the new activities, the new modifiers, and the new champions, you have to use particular weapon types if you want to use the mods relevant to those new activities. People aren't really complaining right now because you can put mods on SMGs and hand cannons, which are the two most popular weapons used in PvE. Just wait until there's a season in where you can't do that, and you're probably going to start to see things from my perspective. So that does touch down on Vex Offensive. That's for another video. I want to do a whole video on the artifact. But that does touch down on Vex Offensive. If you get a God Roll, Pulse, or Scout, just keep in mind you can't put on Overload, Barrier, or Unstoppable mods on it because those are reserved to bows, SMGs, auto rifles, and hand cannons this season so overall I think the activity will be easy to let go of it's fun it's quick it's awesome now let's talk about the loot drops because this is where I think people need to really really just stop and shut their mouths the loot is dropping like crazy vex invasions insanely generous i'm always seeing ingrams i'm getting the guns from the vex invasions i'm getting lots of ingrams on the ground i'm getting the materials needed to buy the things from ikora then i go into vex offensive every single section has a checkpoint and a chest loots blowing out of it like oh my gosh next one loots blowing out of it the boss loots dropping from the boss loots blowing out of his chest at the end i always said you can't really do a, a loot explosion like you have in borderlands but when you see three or four purple engrams on the ground it feels really really freaking good and the people saying it's too generous you seriously need to shut the frick up i don't care if you think we're going to get god rolls too fast you don't know what you're talking about generosity is not 
the enemy of engagement. I hope, this is my hope, I hope Bungie plugs their ears and ignores these naysayers about loot generosity. Oh, it's too generous. No, ignore those people and collect your data after this season. I can almost guarantee you Bungie will track the data over the course of this season and they will see that generosity does not diminish engagement. It promotes it. It increases it. You're going to probably see people say nightmare hunts don't really drop anything. I don't really want to run other activities. There's not enough loot dropping. Eris Morn's table takes too long. Why? Because generosity is going to draw people in. It's like a magnet. Seeing those drops trigger something in your brain. It empowers you to chase god rolls. There's so many different potentials on four different weapons to kind of get the god roll that you want. I really, really think this level of generosity is super important. Also, it's important for another reason. This activity is retiring at the end of the season. And if anybody tries to claim they didn't have an opportunity to get any drops, they're lying, okay? These guns are dropping like crazy. And I think it's a really, really smart play for Bungie to say, here's a limited time event. It's only available during the season. It's super generous. It's fast and it's fun. It's just there for everybody. Obviously, we need things beyond that for the rest of us. We're going to need harder difficulty. We're going to need things to do with our armor. We're going to need things like dungeons you know, and, and, and not raids, but something along that line. Cause I don't think something at this level will satiate the whole player base, but I do think it's a really, really good entry point activity for everybody. So my big, big hope is that Bungie analyzes the data. They discover that good generosity is a motivator. Okay. Destiny sized loot explosions need to show up in other activities as well. We have to consider that this is kind of like menagerie. This activity is sort of indicting the rest of destiny. I have a video that hasn't hit YouTube yet called destiny is too stingy. And this is another example of how, you know, destiny is too stingy. The minute you have something that is rewarding, everybody can't believe it. They're like, I'm, I, 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 this is insane. We're getting so much loot. We're getting so many drops. The reason you're saying that is because virtually every activity in destiny two doesn't drop a Enough loot doesn't reward you enough for your time so overall fantastic activity excellent loot grind highly recommend you spend your time doing this as always if you're listening on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always catch me live at say no to rage.com as always please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about Vex Offensive, the new activity that came to Destiny 2 after the new raid. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. It'll bring you right to my Twitch channel. Usually when these go live on the feeds, both the iTunes as well as the YouTube feeds, I'm usually live. So if you go to sanodorage.com, I'll be live and you can hang out and submit your questions. If you're here live right now, clicking follow is a free and easy way to support me. Harrison Games HD with the first question, what would Garden of Salvation rate on your favorite raids in all of Destiny? The more I understand it, the more I like it. I really do. I think this is my, this is probably now my favorite raid in Destiny 2. Uh, in Destiny 2, it's my favorite raid in Destiny 2. I don't think it, I don't think any raid in Destiny 2 will be a Destiny 1 raid. Destiny 2 raids have terrible philosophy on the loot. They have the revive timer. Um, they don't allow for clutches. They break the team apart and do relay races in basically every single raid. So there's not a lot of there's not a lot of specialized roles or hero moments. So there's not a single raid in Destiny 2 that's that holds a candle uh, to Destiny 1 raids. It's not even close. Um, but in Destiny 2, this is my favorite raid inside uh, of Destiny 2. I think it's significantly better than the rest. Um, if Scourge was longer, Scourge would probably be my favorite, but Scourge is really, really short, and its loot pool just freaking sucks. So, 
I, you know, I liked Crown of Sorrow, but again, loot table, garbage, guns look like trash. Um, Last Wish is beautiful, but this way, this raid is more enjoyable than Last Wish, uh, by a large margin for me. This is preference, obviously. I think for most people that look at Destiny 2, I think for most people, Last Wish and, and Garden of Salvation are competing for first and second place between each other, but I don't think a lot of longtime Destiny fans would ever rank anything in Destiny 2 higher than Destiny 1. Um, I just think that's an absurd thing to try to claim given how much is lacking in these raids compared to Destiny 1. If you just look at loot alone, just loot, that these raids lose every single freaking time. They just, the loot is a, is, is a joke. Um, and if there's something good in any of the raids, it can be replaced elsewhere. So the trench barrel shotgun, you can get Ikelos. You don't need to run the raid to get that. Um, so... I, I don't I don't actually think they they hold a candle to d1 raids at, at all Royal Sasha what are your thoughts on the generosity of X offensive compared to previous loot grinds basically what I said in my video was don't complain about it this is exactly how it should be it's a limited time event uh, it's only here for this season if you want good rolls on those four guns this is how you get them um, and if they're if they're if they're adding an activity like this that's there for the lion's share of the community and not just hardcore players, then this is exactly how it should be. It should be set up in such a way as to where you can just grind like crazy and get tons of drops. Anybody who complains about the generosity of X offensive should go play something else because this is how games like this work. You grind, you get. You grind, you get. You grind, you get. And if you don't like that, if you think it's too generous, I'm dead serious when I say you should play another game. Like waiting and waiting and waiting for a drop and then having it be wrong is not good for engagement it's not good for the player experience if you want to wait forever for something to drop then go grind scourge of the past for anarchy go grind last wish for the 1k voices if that really gets your rocks off then go do that leave these generous loot pools alone because the rest of the player base is enjoying them okay I, n- no one no one benefits from stinginess nobody and claiming that people will stop playing if they get the loot that they're looking for has just got to be one of the when I read that every time I read it I'm like who is typing this who has ever played a game and done that well man what what a generous game I I got great loot and I stopped playing now I know people are going to point to Borderlands 3 and be like the end game was so generous people were getting stuff and they were quitting okay there, there are more reasons than that as to why people were quitting in Borderlands 3 all right that's not why that's not the only reason people were quitting in the realm of destiny I don't know a single person who has ever gone into a generous activity and got what they wanted and stopped playing destiny now they might stop playing that activity but as I said when we talked about raids a couple videos ago I said listen do you want somebody to stop raiding because they had such a good time and it was so generous that they got what they wanted or do you want somebody to stop raiding or stop engaging with an activity because they can't get what they want and they're irritated right I just it, if, if someone's going to disengage with an activity it needs to be for the right reasons and it should never be because it's too stingy I can't get the drops if somebody's gotten great RNG and it's so generous that in a week or two they've gotten all the drops they want from it I think that's a better memory and a better experience for them and that spreads through the community and that other people like it and, and they, and they want to engage with the activity as well so generosity creates a good emotional response which breeds loyalty and which increases engagement it doesn't decrease engagement I've met 
I've never met a single person that said, yeah, my, 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 my RNG was so good, or not, not that, I'm sorry. The generosity was so high that I stopped playing. I've never met a single person that has said that with a straight face. I've met and interacted with plenty of people who have played Destiny over the years who said, I stopped playing because I just got so tired of not getting anything that I wanted. You know? TM2 Bear. Do you feel you actually need specific weapons and armor builds for this raid? If so, what builds for a Titan? Uh, Scornful, thank you so much for 29 months. The Titan should go in with One-Eyed Mask and obviously go in with Shield Bubble uh, because it's actually really, really strong right now. Outside of that, you can kind of run whatever you want. Uh, first encounter is Anagis is really helpful because of the Cyclopses. Second encounter, um, tractor cannon or a spike or, or a void grenade launcher is really helpful. The threat level, a, a kinetic shotgun with Recluse. Recluse is silly in this raid. It's really strong. You should throw on minor spec as soon as you're past the spots with the barrier, uh, with the barrier, uh, champions. As soon as you're spot, past the spot with the barrier champions, Recluse should be running minor spec because every single ad you face is a red bar. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but that's how it is. And uh, Whisper's really good for final boss damage. Tractor Cannon is really, really good for the fight where you're you're chasing the you're chasing the the harpy down the hallway for damage. Tractor Cannon's really, really good if you're one of the people that's on the the you need to bank the moats and kill the Minotaurs. It's really, really helpful. So those are some things you can run. Uh, Atch- Atrum Atrum there. Do you think as the season goes on, we will get more than four weapons in Vex Offensive? I would say no. I would say no. They initially said it was going to be four weapons. That you know, any data mining, any looking at the collections, you can clearly see there's four weapons. Now, are they going to push out a patch and an update and throw more in there? I don't have a lot of confidence in that happening. I think these are meant to be small pools, and you grind like crazy to get the god rolls. Like that's kind of how I think these are supposed to function. I don't think they're going to want to increase because if they suddenly throw in two or three weapons near the end of the season, people might be like, "Man, there's not enough time to go for that." Now, when we do the final assault, that's happening on the 19th. We might get one final month of extra stuff or new things happening, or maybe it's more challenging, or maybe loot's dropping more than it is now, which seems kind of crazy. Uh, or maybe, as you say, maybe there's more weapons. I don't know. I don't I don't foresee them doing that, though. Nighthawks says, Similar to year one weapon element mods, I would love to see something like that with armor now, since you can only put certain mods on the correct element. I just think we should be able to change armor affinity. Just be able to change it. I, I, I said two suggestions last night, and people were like, "Well," because I said once you fully masterwork armor all the way to energy level ten, it should, it should remove the affinity. And people in chat were like, "Well, loadout restrictions are good. It creates more grind. Uh, that's too much freedom." They might be right, but, but if I take an, a piece of armor all the way to energy level ten, because it's, it's my favorite piece, it's got a great stat roll. Maybe once I take it to level 10, I unlock the ability to change the affinity. You shouldn't be able to change the elemental affinity just at will whenever you want. It should require a lot of investment. And if I have like a pair of god roll gauntlets that have all the stats that I want, it's, you know, it's a 67 and it's got a great roll. And I take it all the way to level 10 energy. I should be able to change it to void if I want to run void mods. I should be able to do that. And it's, you know, make that costly too. But I think giving the player the option of changing the affinity is totally fine. Make it costly, make it require investment. I don't want to be able to do it on the fly. Um, 
Because if you have two different builds you like to run, then grind for two different armor sets. You know, if you're like, well, I really need void mods and solar mods on gauntlets interchangeably because I switch from one roll, like one loadout to the next. Well, then try to find a really good solar pair of arms and use what you have in the meantime uh, if you're wanting to swap back and forth between two, t- you know, loadout types. Eknor. Most probably uh, both offensive and invasion will be going away. Uh, most probably, I think you mean most likely. Most likely, both offensive and the invasion will be going away as Bungie stated as part of the story. Well, it's not probable. It's been told to us by Luke Smith. It is going away at the end of the season. Offensive is a game mode, but invasions add to the moon patrol zone like Escalation Protocol. Do you think it should stay for farming weapons? Well, I think the invasions are going to stop for the sake of the story. I think we're going to do something in the story that's going to make the invasions stop. As far as, I mean, the, the offensive is 100% going away. The invasions are probably also going away. But consider this. They could do something similar on other planets. Some other event happens on the EDZ. And then there's some event there that we go and do that's like Vex Offensive. And it's tied to the story. And it's got generosity. And it's got good loot drops. If the template is invasions and, and offensive, if that's the template, that's a pretty good template for seasonal content. Again, my biggest concern would be that's for a hardcore player it's maybe a month worth of play and for the casual you know it, it's probably two months worth of play because eventually you are going to get what you want and get bored you're going to get a little tired of the activity and right now we can kind of cycle through vex offensive we can do the raid the dungeon hasn't shown up yet there's nightmare hunts a new nightmare hunt difficulty landed today there's Eris's rune table the, the, the you know the dungeons on the way there's all these things going on that we can kind of cycle through if Season of the if season of dawn lands and the main thing we're doing is running some vex offensive replacement and that's it, that'll probably get old pretty fast. So I'm curious to see how they're going to bolster those other seasons. Seven electron, do you think Dem- demolitionist is will be a better chase perk considering the artifact perks can debuff enemies with grenades? I think an incredibly strong build will be the barrier the barrier mod with the little triangle. If you run that. There's a mod you can get on the artifact and throw it on your armor, or throw it on your chest piece. Every time you land a final blow with that gun, it gives you grenade energy. So if you slap that mod on your chest piece, you slap that mod on your gun, and your gun also has demolitionist, you're going to be getting a ridiculous amount of grenade energy. And if you're running void grenades and you have the void mod as well that debuffs the enemies, that makes your grenade a tractor cannon whenever you want. And if it's an area of effect grenade, it's really, really strong. Because it hits them, it debuffs them, and then the whole time they're taking damage from the grenade debuffed, and you can just lay into them with your grenade launcher or whatever you got. Hammer 112199. Do you think the uh, the bounties to obtain the offensive weapons are better than, say, the Chalice or Ada's bounties? I think they're significantly better than Ada's frames because I don't have to go back to the tower as much. I think the chalice wins because I can just always reload the chalice. So if I grab a frame from her, from Ikora for the hand cannon, I should probably just keep that and then charge it up with the material. You know, I should probably just keep that. Mikey Gabagool, what are your thoughts on limited choices as available as far as armor ornaments go? Don't you think they should have made all options available? No, absolutely not. We talked about this on the Rageous Roundtable last night. There's a significant problem with doing that. 
Right now, the main content that's relevant to us is the new stuff. The Moon, the Vex Offensive, the Vex Invasions, anything that's coming from Eris, any of the questing, right? The new strikes, and then the new raid, and then the dungeon, and then they're, they're doing stuff with, with Nightmare Hunts all throughout the month, and then Vex, then they're doing a new raid challenge, and they're doing another, then they're doing something with Vex Offensive, okay? So they're doing all those things. That whole time, we're not really interacting with old content. That's probably a good thing. But if suddenly you could say, oh, you can make all of your armor look like any armor you've ever earned in Destiny, they just immediately nullified all old content automatically. Yeah, you have a god roll, you know, chest. No worries. You can make it look like any chest in the game ever. You don't have to grind for a good one. If you really like the armor set from a planet or an activity or something, those activities also can be replenished later. Like... One of my theories is that they're going to be revisiting things like Blindwell and Escalation Protocol in the Infinite Forest, and they're going to be doing that in future content for free, so nobody can, pl- can complain about, oh, it's a reskin. And when they do that, I think it's going to be that, oh, there's a good reason that they didn't just suddenly make every single armor in the game an ornament. Also, also, you have to, you have to understand something. That's probably like... An enormous database problem. Every single armor piece in the collections like pulls up as an ornament, you know? That's empowering them to reskin again. We need more loot ASAP, not two-year-old gear. Uh, that should be ornamental. I just totally disagree with you. I think our expectations should be reasonable. I think our expectations should be reasonable. They're 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 doing trickle content, they have less bandwidth, they have less money. They're probably also trying to figure out how to build the next game, Destiny 3. And if they're if they're doing free stuff and you complain about reskin, I think your I think your complaint is completely unfounded, because it's less development time, it's easier, it's already there, the encounters are there, the loot is there, and I just I think if they if they decide to repurpose and reuse Escalation Protocol or the Infinite Forest or the Blind Well and it's free, and then the paid activity is what replaces Vex Offensive, and that has its own loot pool, and then there's the season pass that has its own thing that you like work through as you level up. I think that's totally fine. I, looking at them doing it free and saying, oh, they shouldn't do that, they shouldn't do that, I just, I, I disagree with that. I'm trying to have reasonable expectations. Expecting every single season to be like full of really, really good stuff and not reusing any old stuff, what are you going to do with the entire director then? What are you going to do with all those planets? EDZ, IO, Titan, Mars, Mercury, Nessus, the Tangled Shore, the Dreaming City. Do you, do you, do you think Bungie should leave all those in the dustbin and never go back there? Because that's an, that's an awful lot of content. That's an awful lot of places. New loot. But again, if you're not wearing any of the armor pieces right now from Escalation Protocol, and then you can go back and grind for them with god rolls, I just... I don't know. This idea that like we need new loot, new loot, new loot for forever. So anytime they do anything, it's new loot. Again, if it's free. If they create Escalation Protocol and they give random rolls on the guns and they give, uh, they give you know, the, the, the armor drops better because right now you can only get one armor piece a week. Let's say the armor drops better and you can farm that armor for god rolls. If somebody's going to complain about that being a reskin and it's free, I, I think you have literally zero platform to make that complaint. The new stuff would be in the paid content. So you kind of have two tracks running. You have the free track and the season pass and the premium track. You have the free event and you have the paid event. You know, I also just don't know how much they're going to be able to give us each season. So I'm trying to give room for the idea that we might get less and they might have to get more creative with 
going back to old places. Again, I think the greater sin, the greater sin is to look at every single planet in loot pool and say, yeah, just leave all that stuff in year one. All those guns, all those armor sets, and let's stand on the principle of not wanting a reskin and deny ourselves a mountain of loot. It's just a mountain of loot. They've gotten lazy, in my opinion, loot-wise. 90% of the items in Eververse is silver only this year, according to Reddit Datamine. That's exactly how it should be. It's a vanity store. The vanity store is not there for you to earn stuff. It's there for you to buy stuff. That's how vanity stores function. You have an armor set from Eris. You have an armor set from Vex Offensive. You have a gun pool with Eris. You have a gun pool in the Vex Offensive. You have uh, the raid. You have a gun pool in there. You have a gun pool in the dungeon. Uh, the Nightmare Hunts are kind of tied to Eris, so those don't really have guns. Uh, there's an Iron Banner set. There's only one There's only one Eververse armor set this season. One. There's a seasonal ornamental set in the season book that you get as long as you're a season owner and you work your way through the book. So, saying like 90% of the stuff is silver only is exactly how it's supposed to be. If, if again, if the data mine is to be believed, it's supposed to be a vanity store. It's supposed to be their their buy a skin for $5 storefront to fund to fund content and to fund things in the future. Like when they sold a Whisper of the Worm ornament and it funded them being able to allot a team and build and create the Outbreak Perfected mission. So. Literally the silver only set has legs for sale right now, Bright Dust. Well, they said for two weeks you wouldn't be able to get certain items with Bright Dust, so... I don't know, maybe they jumped the gun on that. It was supposed to be two weeks of, of you have to use silver and then other items you could get with Bright Dust after the two weeks. Sunfire. With how the weapons look similar to the Garden Vex and considering reskins for most, do you see them doing more activities like this to reintroduce old weapons with our enemies and stuff? I mean, yeah, we just talked about this. Um, I could see them saying that, well, the weapons for Escalation Protocol don't really need to be different weapons and they would reskin them and then they would drop with random rolls and then the armor could go through a similar a similar structure as well to give you that sense of at least it's a little bit different because I think it's easier for them to mess with existing assets than to create a brand new item next question Teddy within the rhythm of the Vex invasion Ikora bounties and the offensive being so good do you think this is the template for future activities if so what can they do to improve to make them better well I think the idea is simple I want you to imagine that if Zavala had exactly the same type of menu like what what's happening at Ikora is exactly what I said should happen at, at Shax, Zavala and Drifter you go up you grab your bounties, and then you grab your bounty for the gun, and then you go do it. And the activity feeds the currency to buy more. So if I'm running strikes to complete Zavala's bounty, right? Right now you run Vex Offensive, and that's the final step of, of, of Ikora's weapon bounty, weapon quest. When you do like the hand cannon. And then you do it again, do it again, do it again. You can do it over and over and over again. But it always ends by running Vex Offensive. Well... You would do Zavala's a little bit differently. You'd have to work on, instead of getting like 100 Vex kills with a hand cannon, it would be get 100 kills in strikes with a hand cannon. So you'd throw yourself in the strike playlist, use your hand cannon. Once you satisfy it, at the end of the strike, it completes it and it spits the weapon out the exact same way Vex Offensive does. Now you've created a reason to grab bounties from, from Zavala and go run strikes and you can kind of hang out in there all day. 
and just feel like eventually I'm going to get the thing that I want, that I'm wanting, and then obviously you're grabbing bounties, and then if it's like, if it's like I-Cores, you'd have to go back to the tower and like, grab it again. But the idea there is simple. You're you're earning the currency in the strikes to buy another another frame when you're done, and the frame can be completed is being completed while you're in the strike killing enemies. And then when the strike is over, it spits the weapon out. What we're doing with Ikora is literally exactly what I said needed to happen with Zavala. They just put it on Ikora instead, and they attach it to the Vex offensive instead of the strike playlist. So. Fuzzy Boz, what new weapons do you think are going to be worth grinding for, either from Eris or Vex Offensive? There's a great shotgun from Eris, there's a great grenade launcher from Eris. I think all four of the weapons from Vex Offensive can roll really, really well. Uh, we'll obviously have to wait to talk about the rolls uh, in other other content, other videos. Uh, hard Mode, I did a taken, I, I'm sorry, I did a token dump on the Levy, the Leviathan Raid Vendor, uh, it's Werner, well, Benedict, and some good stat armor drop should this be a thing or should high set armor only come from doing things in the raid well unfortunately i think the raid armor is just classified as raid armor and so the game is just like oh raid armor is meant to have higher stats <laughs> it's a problem that just probably got overlooked people are running leviathan and getting you know 65 and 68 stat totals and that's kind of absurd um that should be and i'm running the new raid that's harder and more challenging and there's less people familiar with it and I'm getting armor within the 50s like that just shouldn't be happening Leet Potato Aim do you think they are still playing with the sandbox if so what improvements or nerfs need to happen um I don't know I think the lowering of crit damage but then increasing the body damage on SMGs I feel like all SMGs feel pretty good right now and you know, hand cannons. I can feel. I can definitely feel the difference when an enemy's really far away. I, you know, I don't know if they did. Did they do anything to hand cannons in PVE? I feel like they did. I mean, rampage still feels pretty good once it's proking. The buff, the body damage makes you know auto rifles also feeling pretty good, just like SMGs. Um, you know, I got a 62 on a random purple. Yeah, I've gotten higher stats on random drops as opposed to high stats on the raid drops, which is I think a bit of a problem. Um, I don't know. Uh, Randy's throwing knife is glitched at 99%. Uh, anybody know any fixes? You probably have to jump into one more game. I don't know. How many games have you played with it stuck at 99%? Opinions get you banned. With Sony opening up crossplay devs for all games, do you think it'll set in on Destiny 2? Mark Noseworthy said they want to do it. He just said it wasn't on the cards right now. So if they want to do it and Sony's opening up the possibility, then yeah, crossplay could definitely happen. Alcoons says, do you think Vex Offensive is the right approach to loot grind? Yeah, I answered that in the talk. I think it's great. Uh, Taylor DFW, how do you feel about certain items having a limit that you can hold? Vex Mine Cores, Phantasmal Cores, Upgrade Modules. Do they serve a purpose or do you find them annoying? I don't understand the point of making something have a cap and then you send it to the Postmaster. So it's just, it, it doesn't make any sense. I, you're just infecting my postmaster at that point. My postmaster just ends up with like an infection in it. I get all these modules reports. I get all these you know, these phantasmal cores. I get all the you know everything. It just keeps stacking and stacking and stacking. So I I think what they always do here is they're like looking at the rich people. Myself, I'm one of those people. I have tons and tons of you know I'm destiny rich. 
and they don't want me to be stacked up for the, the you know the season that follows and so they cap it but then he goes to the postmaster and it's just kind of like why it, you're capping it at 25 and they're going to the postmaster and then i have i have a cap in the postmaster and then i have a cap in the postmaster on another character um, is there even a cap in the postmaster i don't know if there is or not in any case i i understand why they're doing it but at least if you're going to do it stop putting them in the postmaster or just stop limiting us, period. But I kind of understand why they might feel like they need to. Ginger 300. Do you think this season is over? Uh, do you think once the season is over that they add these Vex weapons to Ada and streamline Ada bounties to be similar um, to the way Ikora's work? So take the Vex offensive weapons and throw them. In the, oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Yeah, because they said they're going to remove them and then they're going to come back in another activity. So I don't know if they would put them in Ada, though. I could see them... I could see them saying... Um, I could see them staying in Ikora's inventory and maybe you just complete them another way or something. I'm not really sure how they're going to do that. Um, the Raid Emblem was not extended. So they went back on their word. Yikes. Um, I, I could see them, I could see them, I don't know, they're Vex offensive weapons, they're covered in, like, the leaves and stuff, um, they may, I thought, oh, no, no, I remember what they said, I remember what they said, didn't they say they were gonna put them in the gunsmith, I thought they said they were gonna put them in the, put them in the gunsmith, um, I thought I remember reading that, they said that any, any, any guns that are retired from an activity will hit next season and eventually land in the gunsmith, I thought I remembered reading that somewhere, Blader, Magician, do you think there is any concern when new players get hooked playing the invasions and offensive, they go to other activities, the rewards are severely lacking? Right, I mean, that was kind of when I made my video saying Destiny was too stingy, that was one of the things I said, was if folks get accustomed to, um, oh, that was used as an example for Ada weapons, okay, thank you, Melmsy. I I mean, that was one of my fears, was that, you know, people are going to get really, really accustomed to menagerie and then uh they and then they go into other activities and they're like these other activities just stink that's why they had to curb back this was why i said they had to curb back menagerie's drop rate because if you're finishing menagerie and you're getting four or five drops every time you know a lot of the other activities wouldn't feel as good now vex offensive feels fantastic um and if they mess with drop rates i'm gonna be very very irritated I think Bungie should just take that, the approach to Vex offensive drop rates and just put it elsewhere. Now, it could be a little bit more extreme for Vex offensive because it's limited time, but strikes, nightfalls, even mate, I would say even raids. Like, like, let's talk about this for a minute. You're running easy, almost, it's not, it is failable, but it's practically non-failable content, and you're coming away with guns and armor and guns and armor, and I work with a six-man team, non-match made, to beat encounters in the raid, and I get one item from the chest. I kind of think that's bogus at this point. I can't look at Vex Offensive with a straight face and say, no, yeah, finally beating the final boss of a raid? Sure, it's sensible to get one drop. No, I, three or four drops. I, come on, what's the problem? And again, when people get everything they want, they're going to stop playing. 
false not true watch the player behavior this season and you're gonna know that's not true i i don't know it just it seems really really weird to like run vex that's why i said the frequency of running it and the frequency of drops it's like why on earth would i run the raid like what why you know i got a god roll hand cannon today but like do you know how long it's gonna take other people to get that god roll hand cannon because the drop rate is just horrible or when i got three gauntlets in a row you know the diablo devs said it best right we always go back to that quote when the diablo devs rolled out the new loot generosity patch to diablo they said they were worried about that people are going to stop playing but he said People change their language about the game. Instead of saying, I just want this thing to drop, they said, I'm trying to get a good version of this to drop. And I think people would approach Destiny the exact same way. Nobody is going to beat a raid boss or a raid encounter and see four drops on the ground and be like, are you kidding me? This is too generous. I'm going to get my loot too fast. That's it. I'm done raiding. No one's going to say that. People actually say the exact same statement, but they say it differently. They say, this is ridiculous. I just ran the raid again for the fourth week in a row, and I got like my ninth pair of boots. I don't need boots, Bungie. And then they stop raiding. I just... I don't know how, I don't know, at this point, at this point, the newest activities seem to be the most generous, the ones that are like there for the lion's share of the player pool, right? Menagerie and Vex Offensive are kind of bottom rung, they're there for the lion's share of the player pool, and you having far more intentionality and far more generosity in those lanes, I just think makes raids look really, really stupid. I I don't know, I three or four drops per encounter do it and and don't tell me people are going to stop playing because they're going to get god rolls i think your raid engagement your lfg engagement people wanting to raid people wanting to be in there all the time would freaking skyrocket if they increase drops in raids and you know and also maybe even gave non-powerful drops afterward so your first run through it's all powerfuls you know, you're getting three or four. Well, maybe that might mess up the power climb. The power climb's so fast, I kind of don't care. But maybe when three or four pop out, one's a powerful and the others aren't. I mean, they could even do that, right? You could have two chests just to make it very clear. This is your powerful. These are just your loot drops from the activity. And then the next time you run it through, the powerful chest doesn't even open. You've already run it, but you get the non-powerful drops. You know, I, I don't know. If players leave happy, there's a greater chance of them returning. I completely agree. Carney with the brand new sub. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. Your dope and deserve dope stuff. As a sub, enjoy ad-free viewing on my channel. If you guys are enjoying the interactive podcast style, remember to click the follow button. That's the heart button. It supports the channel, and it's free. Uh, Gail Play. I agree with the artifact weapon mod concerns. How do you feel about not all subclasses having something in the artifact? Currently, it's Void Arc. Right, it's because Vex, somebody pointed out last night, like, Vex don't have uh, arc shields. So, um, it's it's centered around the Vex, and I think that eventually, uh, you're probably gonna, you're probably gonna see them shift next season and do the same thing. It'll be centered around the enemies. Part of me sides with you, though. Why not have all subclasses represented, but... Bungie may have their reasons, but I do think the artifact, here's what I think is going on with the artifact, if I had to speculate. I think Bungie's like, okay, this is brand new, we need to be careful. Let's kind of rein this in just a little bit. Just a little bit. And when we do that, 
you know, we don't have to worry too much about people building insane builds. So they're they're probably trying to keep it under control um, because they're uh, they're just introducing it, and they may they may they said they were going to listen to feedback, and they were considering allowing mods to persist past their season and stuff. So, um. Power climb seems ridiculous and stupid. It was like it only existed for the day one raid race with mod now with modifier. Why bother? Power claim power climb's not ridiculous and stupid. It's a sense of progress. It's a sense of power. It it lines up with the difficulty spectrum on nightfalls and nightmare hunts, the dungeon. Um Yeah. I don't I don't I don't agree with that. I think the leveling is important and it gives you a sense of progression and it also lines up with the difficulty spectrum. English Oatcake. In addition to the, uh, in addition of Menagerie and Vex Offensive, do you think that Bungie has shifted their focus from the raid being their top tier PB activity and looking after the player base that doesn't raid? How would you like the progress to do, uh, in the future? Well, here's the thing. Just because, just because they, they're, they're, they're being kinder to Vex Offensive and Menagerie, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that they're like ignoring the raiders you know I, it doesn't mean that they're ignoring the raiders we're on question like 20 something teddy you missed yours so I, I don't i don't think that's what they're doing the raid was way too big for to, to, to draw this conclusion garden of salvation is significant and i don't think they're shifting their focus from the raid being the top tier pve activity Number one, Vex Offensive and Menagerie are not top tier. They're easy. Top tier is Dungeon. It's Raiding. It's Nightfall Hunts at max difficulty whenever they launch. It's Nightfalls at max difficulty. That's t- Those are top tier activities. Steve, do you think Bungie will add another mod slot on weapons for artifact stuff? I mean, maybe. That's kind of annoying too. It's like I have to take off, you know, minor spec to put on the disruptive rounds. Uh, they, they might do that. TM2 Bear, do you think we'll get a primary kinetic hand cannon that uh, then that they'll include in Vex Offensive? I have no idea. Hush Room, is there a D1 raid that Bungie should take inspiration from when making the next D2 raid? King's Fall and Wrath of the Machine, hands down. King's Fall and Wrath of the Machine. Dr. Gitgood, you're right about how Bungie is copy-pasting the 801 frames onto other vendors. Do you think they can improve the system further, or do you think they are fine with it? I talked about how it would be nice to just charge them up. It would be nice to just charge them up while you're while you're out and about. Um, but at the same time, I think that uh, it makes sense to go back to her because you can grab the bounties, you know. No, the reason I say King's Fall, Dan, is because King's Fall has the best uh, difficulty spectrum philosophy out of all Destiny raids. The difference from normal to hard is the absolute best shift they've ever done from one raid, um, from a raid at normal to a raid at hard. King's Fall puts on display how you do it. You do hard first, and then you back it down for normal. That's what I think they need to really learn from from King's Fall. And if you take that philosophy and you copy Wrath, and as you're saying, even Vog, then I think you've got a bang-up job. Like, take the idea from Wrath about an in- internal currency and an extra chest, and re-rolling the armor with that internal currency, opening an extra chest with the internal currency, getting the internal currency beyond three runs to give people a reason to run the raid more than three times a week. Like, take all that out of Wrath, and then take the difficulty spectrum philosophy from King's Fall, and you'll have a much better raid than we've been getting. Logistically, logistically, I think Garden of Salvation is a beautiful raid, 
raid, but the logistics are what really bother me. Loot's not that impressive, the grind's irritating, and the revive timer can die in a fire. <laughs> Blader Magician. Instead of just saying all primaries can hold the mod, would it be better to split the mods uh, in a third and add more to each mod? I think there's a real easy solution. Add scouts to the, to the one for bows, and add pulses to the hand cannon, and you're done. It's that easy. Because right now it says auto-rifle and SMGs. Go to the bow and say bows and scouts, and go to the hand cannons and say hand cannons and pulses. Problem solved. Problem solved. It's just two archetypes. It's just two. Like, why are they left out? And then do the same thing next season. Just do the same thing next season. Um, so, yeah. I You know, split it up and, you know, or scout pulse, hand bow... I feel like I feel like scout and bow make more sense, and I feel like hand cannon and pulse make more sense together because hand cannons and pulse pulses shoot faster and are better at mid range, and scouts and bows shoot slower and they're better at long range. Like those just those those weapons pair up in my mind. But either way, it doesn't matter to me. Um, there's three archetypes: barrier, overload, unstoppable. Well, but yeah, right. It doesn't matter though. It doesn't matter. All you all you do is look at the pictures. If there's a hand cannon, attach pulse rifle to it. The one that has bow, attach scout to it. So the only one that scout can do would be the one, right? But still, it would, it would be something. So you could have your scout included in the rotation instead of the whole season scouts can't run the mods the whole season pulses can't run the mods stop telling me that you don't need them it's all about the power fantasy empowering the player to use that awesome weapon they got in the context of the event and not being able to do that just seems really strange and listen I have a feeling that Bungie's going to side with me on this. I really do. I, when I when when I look at it, I think they're going to when I think through the way that Bungie thinks through things, I think their logic is going to land on it the way that mine is. Um, and if not, that's fine. If they're like, "No, no, no, we want to have featured weapons every season." That's fine, but since it's only two, it's just scouts and pulses, I think they're going to see things my way. I real I I really do. I don't know how fast they're going to make that update though. Uh, Bird Bro, what's a good level to start the long-term investment in armor? I'm currently 915. The long-term investment in armor should not be happening until you have god roll stats. At least, at least pieces of armor that are in the 60s, and then you want the leans to be in the right direction. If it's in the 60s and it's got strength uh, and mobility, and you don't care for those stats, then don't invest in that armor. You got to look at the stats. I hope you're wrong because the mods aren't just for the seasonal content. I know they're not just for the seasonal content, Eugene, but the artifact is seasonal, and being for an entire season going into that content and being like, I have to run, I can't run these two. I just, I've not seen a single argument in chat that is saying, no, 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 it's good for scouts and pulses to be left out. Why? It's only two. It's only two guns. What's the benefit in leaving them out? Why? If I get a god roll pulse from some activity, what's the what's the reason to keep me from doing that? It it doesn't make sense. It it's just arbitrarily restrictive. And just wait until it's your favorite weapon. Just wait. And and oh, you don't need it. You don't need it. What's the problem? It just I don't know. It just makes sense to be like it, you know, and obviously it would still be restrictive because bows are only on there once and scouts and bows sharing the same one. All oh, sidearms can freaking die. I don't care if sidearms got left out. 
That shows you how much I use sidearms in PvE. Gee, many frick. Um, <laughs> I don't care. Sidearms are PvP weapons. Um, I, yeah, I, I just, I don't think so. I don't think there's any benefit in leaving them off. I don't think it's creating a, 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 a oh, look, look at the value point you're getting as a player. I don't think that that's happening. I really, really don't. I don't think anybody's saying, I'm so glad they restricted bows and scouts. I'm sorry, my pulses and scouts. Uh, Dry Life Gaming. Uh, I'll be running Heroic Menagerie later and Izanagi Catalyst. Would you say is the best class for loadout for Heroic Menagerie? I have no idea. I don't play Heroic Menagerie. It's terrible. Uh, the Muffin Incident. What? What? Uh, what's up with the season... Uh, armor infusing into Vex offensive gear for upgrade modules instead of Glimmer. Oh, 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 oh. Wait, what's up with Season Pass armor infusing into Vex offensive gear for upgrade modules? Don't know if it's a bug. Sounds like a bug. Or they might just consider that that loot not uh, not genuine. Like, not a genuine drop because it comes from the Season Pass or something. Because um, it's like I... I don't know, because I know if you do armor 1.0 into armor 2.0, that happens. You need the upgraded module. So, uh, Nexty Nexy says, "Do you think Yoden needs a nerf in PvP?" I'm, I'm, I don't care. I don't like talking about stuff like that. Uh, Bumble 17, how much pressure is on Bungie for the next season? The loot pool of weapons is so thin. Uh, I think that's maybe one of the reasons they're leaving year one weapons alone. They're going to save them in their pocket for like a re-roll. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I, I think it's going to be really hard for them to give us a lot of content in the next season. I really do. Sorry, I got like a sniffle. Uh, Naruto Master, what do you expect from the story in the rest of the seasons? I have zero clue what's going to happen. Crowder, what content do you recommend for new players who have less than two hours in the game? Uh, and they don't have any DLC purchase. Um, what content do you recommend for new players? Less than two hours? I don't know how to answer this. I mean, I don't know. Play what you're enjoying. Strike? Do you like strikes? Do you like going on to the public events? Do you like, uh, do you like the Crucible? Um, I, there's not. A, I can't make a recommendation because I don't know what you like playing. Uh, Emma Frost. You said they might do something for the Vex offensive in the future. What do you think will be aside from just being a horde mode? I have, I have no idea. You guys are asking for very, very... We're getting into a speculation rut here. Uh, TM2Bear. What's with the 980 uh, night in the harbor area of the moon? Don't know. I don't work for Bungie, guys. Lead potato aim. I like the idea of increasing loot pools and newer activities. Do you think uh, they will just do an armor or weapon drop per chest? Would be a, Oh, do you think... Hang on. I like the idea of increasing loot pools and newer activities. You think just an armor and weapon drop per chest is reasonable? I don't know what you mean by newer activities. I think what you mean is increasing loot pools in older activities, maybe? Because uh, all the new activities are pretty stinking generous. Um, it doesn't need to be rigid. It doesn't need to be rigid. It doesn't need to be like, here is a gun and here is a piece of armor. Just, I don't know, just increase what drops, like more stuff. You know what I mean? Wish Wash. Bungie mentioned uh, keeping some of the season mods as actual mods. Do you see any the mods in the seasonal options that they could possibly keep? Um, increase grenade or melee energy from getting kills with the with the with the one weapon type. 
Um, probably not the grenade debuff, because I think they probably overshot on that one. Uh, <laughs> um, I think they overshot on that one. And those are probably it. I, I don't think you would want to... Only those two, I think. Um, you know, increasing how strong the one is, like the disruption one, you can like increase how strong it is. I don't think they're going to leave a lot of them, to be honest. I think they may... I think they would probably just do just those two because it's just grenade and melee energy I don't know they might not leave any of them because a lot of them seem pretty specific and then and then you would really want to try new builds and do new things next season as they change it so that's a little over 30 minutes so we're going to try and rally a raid team here in a little bit and jump back into the raid with some fresh runs if you're listening to this on iTunes Google Play Spotify or watching on YouTube you can always catch me at say no to rage.com as with all my content I appreciate you listening and watching please like share and subscribe <laughs>